Good morning. Good morning. My name's Simon, one of the leaders here. It's fantastic uh, to be here this morning. Resigned. Fantastic. You guys are heading out already. If you're in Resigned, have a great morning and we'll see you later. We really want to see God's glory here, don't we? And God's glory here is everywhere we are. (laughs) It goes with us. Uh, And that's my prayer this morning. I believe God has been speaking to you already through our worship time. And my prayer is right now that God continues to speak to you as I share. Pray that it's God's words that you hear, not mine. And as my slide comes up, the title of my talk here is Life's a Journey, Not a Destination. And it's a standalone Sunday here. I had free reign to preach on what I wanted to. Uh, And I've gone with this. God's been speaking to me about this a lot at the moment. Life's a journey, not a destination. Sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting to arrive at a certain place rather than caring about the journey. It happens to us all. And I want to start with a quote, and it's from Ernest Hemingway. And the quote is this, It's good to have an end to journey toward, but it is the journey that matters in the end. It's the journey that matters in the end. And I don't know about you, and this may be an age thing here, but whenever I have to travel somewhere, I get really put off by the journey. Deep down, I may be looking forward to going somewhere, looking forward to the destination, but the idea of the journey, and especially if it's a long one, it fills me with no joy whatsoever. And then if you add kids into the mix of that, (laughs) you know where I'm going with this. Kids who constantly ask, are we there yet? Well, it becomes painful. <laughs> I, uh, I recently went to Albania with a team from this church. And you may remember the story that I shared when we got back of going up a mountain for a coffee. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by it. <laughs> and I may need prayer for it. <laughs> it was the first night we were there. And after a teaching session I did, um, it was suggested that we all go for a coffee together to to build relationship, and that's great. That that was fantastic. But what wasn't great, though, was the fact that it took us nearly two hours to get there. And we got lost several times along the way. We're in a foreign country, driving on the wrong side of the road. It was a nightmare. And then there was huge potholes in the road. We literally to avoid them, otherwise we'd disappear. <laughs> and then, then when we got to the mountain itself, when we got halfway up, we saw Valbona's car. And Valbona, she was the pastor's wife out there. We saw her car, and it was hanging off the side of the mountain. It was ridiculous. Uh, and what she'd done is she'd taken a wrong turn up the mountain, and what she'd done was try to reverse back to head on the right path. But as she reversed back, she reversed over a mound, and the car, the one side of the car, was literally hanging off it. <laughs> and what I haven't told you here as well, that it was pitch black at the time as well. We couldn't see a thing. <laughs> what I do remember, I do remember saying at this point was, Lord, please I just want to go home. (laughs) Get me out of here. (laughs) See, the journey from the start had been a disaster. (laughs) And for me, it was one that I didn't think necessary. Risking life for a coffee is not necessary. (laughs) 
And I might be slightly, a little, exaggerating the risk of life there involved, but I did tell you, it's traumatised me. <laughs> and then after all, what's wrong? What's wrong with staying in the nice, warm, cosy church that we were in and just putting the kettle on? <laughs> what was wrong with that? Is anyone with me? <laughs> so, so journeys can be off-putting. They can be an inconvenience, and they can also be a hindrance. See, how, how many of us, how many of us would go on a mission trip more if they were closer to home? If there wasn't a journey involved, if there was no plane to catch? See, that's great for those of you that are scared of flying. And then what about a long car journey or a long coach journey? If that distance wasn't required, how many of us would do it more? Again, that's great for those that get travel sickness. Well, I want to suggest here that there is a mission field and you don't need to journey very far for it. It's right on our doorstep. And it's at this point we have to ask the question, are we doing that? Are we taking that journey? Are we doing that when it's right on our doorstep? See, God has, God has been speaking loads to me about journeys lately. And I find it amazing that we're using this word a lot in church at the moment. Right now, there's a journey course on, isn't there? That's fantastic when you're preaching about journeys. That's a huge illustration. There's a journey course on, and it started last week, and it's a fantastic turnout. And that continues tomorrow night for those of you that are on that. And then at the moment, we're into week three of a Freedom in Christ course. It's the first daytime session that we've run in a while. And there's about 25 people on that. And that's fantastic. And then just last Friday, Friday just gone, new people started to come to that. Journeys, they're everywhere. And it might be that it's because of Alpha starting tomorrow night. I'm doing well here. I'm getting all the plugs in. Can you realize that? <laughs> Alpha starting tomorrow night. And I really want to encourage you, if you're thinking about doing it, if you're new here this morning, if this is your first time and you're thinking, what is this journey about? What is Christianity about? Then come to it. It starts tomorrow night. That's half seven in the community zone. And then I want to encourage you too, it's not too late to invite a friend to. And then for you to come along with it and do it with them. You see, you could be the start of someone else's journey and then continue it on with them. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> then, for those of you that weren't here Tuesday night at the boot camp with Mark Greenwood, Leon shared an amazing story of a, of a lady's journey that started right here. And I want to tell it again because it's huge. I find it incredible. And it started with me on the, on the Sunday night. It was half past nine and my phone rang. Sitting there at home with Dee having a chilled evening. And then the phone rang. And then as I looked, Leon's name uh, appeared on it. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> what have I done wrong? That might be a me thing here, but it's half nine on a Sunday evening. And Leon, oh no, do I answer it? <laughs> He's not here this morning. So. <laughs> Do I? And I'm so glad that I did because what I shared last, that, that night was amazing. See, Lynn had been out preaching to a different church in Wombourne and I'd been out that night as well preaching at another church locally. 
So we'd both been out and, and he got back uh, and he phones me and he says, Simon, I've got an amazing story I want to share with you and just to encourage you, really. And he said, I was at this church at one morning and I preached and then a lady approached me at the end of that and she said, there's a lady that came to you, your church for the last baptism service you did and she'd never been into church uh, before. She said, but that morning, what you said, what was spoken, it was like God himself was speaking to her. And I find that remarkable. And then, because it actually, I find that remarkable because it happened to me eight years previous. It was Leon that was talking. I walked into this church uh, at a mess uh, and I heard God speak to me, directly to me. They were his words. But then what was shared there, she said um, she felt God speaking to her directly. And then on that baptism service, there was, a, there was a call to do the Freedom in Christ session, the Freedom in Christ session on forgiveness, and she signed up to that. So this lady, she said, I want to thank you, because my friend came to that. It was the start of the journey. She did the session, and then a couple of weeks after that session, she gave her life to Christ. How amazing is that? A journey that started here from someone's words. It's incredible. I want to encourage you. You never know what God is going to do with your words on the journey you're on. And this is what I'm speaking about this morning. You see, so the word journey, it's really important. It's everywhere. And whether you're a Christian or not this morning, you might agree with me. You might agree with me that life's a journey, that things change, that things move on, that we move on. And life has certainly changed for me in the 39 years that I've been alive. I know I don't look 39 there. It's just a... (laughs) And I know they certainly will change even more in the next 39. But for those that are Christians here, we do all have the same destination. We all have the same destination if you're a Christian here this morning. That's an eternal future with God. And that's fantastic, isn't it? But it's the journey. It's the journey and how we get there and what we do with it that's going to be different for us all. And it's how we get there and what we do with it that's important. You see, it's a journey. It's on this journey that we get to know God. It's for our benefit. You see, God already knows everything about you. He knows all of your past And he knows all of your future. He already knows the mess-ups you're going to make there. It's no surprise to him. It's no surprise to him. But you see, this journey we're on, it's for our benefit. It's not for God's. You see, it's a chance for us to get to know the character of God and to become more Christ-like in the process. The Bible says that we go from one degree of glory to another. So the journey we're on, this journey, it's an essential one. And it matters to God. Your journey, your journey matters to God. And then the journey you might be on this morning, you might be on a journey discovering who God is. I really want to encourage you, I want to share this passionately. It matters to God too. It really matters to him. You see, there is nothing that God wants more than to be in a relationship with you. With you. And right now, I believe he's speaking to certain people here. And it doesn't matter here how long you've been a Christian. 
even if you haven't been a Christian. God is speaking words right now to you and over your life. Words like, I love you. You're valuable to me. And he's letting you know that you're important, that you're significant to him. Guys, that's why Jesus came. And if that's all some of you here this morning, then that's important. That's huge because you've heard the word of God and the Bible, God's word to us. It says that he chooses you. You're chosen. Everything about you matters to God. And knowing that, knowing that, it should help you on your journey. Your journey. It's you. That matters to God. And right now, I, wanna, I want you to take your finger, put it in the air, point to the person next to you and say, it's you. It's you. It's you. It's not the person next to you. It's not the person in front of you. It's not the person behind you. It's you that God is concerned about. But there's still, there's still so much more that God has got for you. You see the real journey. The real journey only starts when you're living for God, when you're connected to God, when you're in a relationship with God. And like I've said, all this is possible because of what Jesus has done. And right now, if you have a Bible, I want you to grab it. I want you to turn it and we're going to have a, just pick it up for the moment and we're going to have a look at some of the journeys that Jesus went on and what we can learn from them. You see, every journey that Jesus went on, it was significant. (laughs) Every journey he went on, it was significant. His lives were transformed and impacted. And one of the first journeys Jesus went on is recorded in the book of Luke. It's a journey that he went on with his parents, and it's an annual one that they would have taken. You see, all Jewish males were required to go to Jerusalem uh, for the feast of the Passover. They were commanded by the law to attend it. And this story, this story catches my attention. It's in Luke chapter 2, and it's verses 41 to 47. And I'm reading from the NIV here. And it says this, verse 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom, according to the law. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. That's an amazing bit of scripture right there. And for me, it really stood out. For me, this story isn't about Jesus being lost. He's comfortable. There's no panic on his side. You see, he's where he should be. (laughs) This story is about his parents and the people that were on it with him. 
This story is about them losing sight of Jesus. You see, they continued on their journey without him. And for me, this passage, it really speaks to me. And it's huge insight for us as we're on our journey. It's massive to when we relate it back to ourselves today and the journey we're on. You see, have we, have you lost sight of Jesus? Are you doing, are you doing this journey without him? Are you doing it without including him in every part of it? See, you may have started this journey without him, but have you continued on without him? You may have started it with him, but have you continued on it without him? And guys, it's a challenge here. If you've done that, don't leave it too late to stop and check. You see, again, Jesus hasn't gone anywhere. On the journey we're on, Jesus is there. He's where he should be. He's at the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying on our behalf. But it is us. It's often us who lose sight of him. And when we do that, our journey can become hard, can't it? Let's be honest, our journey can become a struggle when we lose sight of Jesus. When we take our eyes off Jesus, our journey can even be stopped. And this, this is the first point I want to make. And I've got two more today. So that's three in total and a conclusion. And I'm starting to feel like a proper preacher. (laughs) I think all I need now is the flip chart and I'm up there with Dan and Leon. (laughs) But the first part, the first point, it's this. Never lose sight of Jesus. Because if we do, it's really us that become lost. And I've got a a true story here. Uh, And it's of an old lady. uh, And it happens in America. Have we got any Americans in this morning? Awesome. (laughs) That's fantastic. Nothing against America. I love the country. But this is a story from there. And possibly only can happen in America. (laughs) It's a story of an old lady. And she goes on a journey. There's a huge mall opened up in a, in a neighborhood and she wants to explore it. So she goes on a journey to find it. She gets in her car and she's driving there to, a, to, to the mall. And when she finds it, when she approaches it, there's thousands of car parking spaces, literally thousands. And she's driving around for, for, for a long time, trying to pick out a familiar spot where she recognizes her, her car will be. Her memory is probably not great. So she continues on this journey. She drives around for a while. And eventually she finds somewhere that she thinks is memorable uh, enough to park her car. So she parks. And then she gets out and she goes shopping. And she does her shopping. And then after an hour or two, she comes back. She's heading towards a car. Heavy laden, heavy burden with lots of bags of shopping. This timid old lady, she's walking back to a car. And then in the distance, she sees four guys entering her car. And this lady changes. Before your eyes, she transforms. Her bags are thrown to the floor. She reaches for a handbag and she pulls out a handgun. And then she starts running to fight, fight, fight these four guys. She's screaming. She's like, guys, leave my car alone. Get out. I've got a handgun and I'm not afraid to use it. Well, these four guys, they just scarpered. They're panic-stricken, that old lady chasing them with a handgun. They're, they're, they're gone. 
And then as the lady approaches the car, she realizes it's the wrong car. (laughs) Same color, same model, but wrong parking space. (laughs) Only in America. And the conclusion to that story, I've said it's a a true one. Uh, And what happens there, this timid old lady then goes back for a bag of shopping. She puts them in a right car. And then she's overwhelmed with guilt that she goes to the police station. Uh, She goes to the police station to report what she's done. And as she tells the sergeant, she goes, those four guys wouldn't be those guys by any chance, would would they? And they're standing there, quivering in the corner, reporting a carjacking offence. (laughs) So that's a, a true story there, a humorous story as well. But coming back... I think it's an important one because when we lose sight, when we lose sight, things can go drastically wrong. And there are two other points I want to make, and they are let's always follow Jesus and let's journey with others as we journey ourselves. So in your Bible, you should have it again there with you. It's Mark chapter 1 and verse 16 to 18 say this, and this time I'm Varying it a bit, it's the New King James Version, proper preacher. <laughs> and it's 1, Mark 1, 16 to 18, and it says this. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, this is Jesus. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately let their nets down and followed him. Again, you might know this story well. It's Jesus calling his first disciples. And you may know the phrase. It's used a lot. Follow me. That's what Jesus says. Follow me. You see, the journey we're on, the journey we're on is not really about us. It's not about us. Jesus invites us on his journey and calls us to follow him. We don't invite Jesus onto ours. It might be challenging there, but how many of us can say we have an agenda for our journey? We want to do things our way. And then maybe foolishly, maybe naively, we invite Jesus to be part of that. It's easily done, isn't it? Lord, bless this that I'm doing. Maybe some of the prayers we pray, but instead we should be praying, Lord, help me be a blessing to what you're doing. That's the prayer we should be praying. So Jesus said, follow me. So it should be Jesus that's leading us, not the other way around. And then look just further down in the, in the passage. Look at the promise he makes if we do that. He says he will make us fishers of men. That's huge. That's important. Jesus will add the people to your journey if you just follow him. Let's get it the right way around here. We just had a huge training camp with Mark Greenwood, and that's been fantastic. It's been equipping. It's been brilliant. And maybe it's, it's challenged us to do that. But guys, the important thing here is that we follow Jesus first. It starts with us. 
And sometimes Jesus' word says we don't have to go looking for him. Jesus will add people to our journey. He will make us those fishers of men. So, are there people on this journey with you? And would you like more people on this journey with you? If the answer is yes to that, which I hope it would be, then we have to follow Jesus. We have to be led by him and we have to lay our agenda down. Mark 8 uh, and verse 34 says this, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Follow me. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Lay your agenda down. Take up their cross. There's a hint that it might not be easy there. And follow me. Follow me. So point one and point two, let's never lose sight of Jesus. This is vital to our journey. And then let's always follow Jesus. See, this is a choice. And it's a choice that we have to make daily to lay our agenda down and to be led by Jesus. And then we do, when we do that, when we do that, he will make us fishers of men. You see, we have to be disciples first before we can even think of discipling others and disciple. In its simplest form, it means to learn and to follow. To learn and to follow. And we do that. We do that by looking at the life Jesus lived. Learning from it and then following in it. And then Paul. Paul the Apostle. He puts it like this in 2 Corinthians. It's 11 verse 1 if you want to check it out. Chapter 11 verse 1. It says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And this, this guys, is truly what discipleship is about. It's what discipleship is about. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And this brings me to my third and final point. Let's journey with others as we journey ourselves. You see, we're not called to do this journey alone. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations, that's everyone. And in order to do this, we have to show others how we follow Christ. And again, this is something we do daily. We don't pick and choose when to do that. You see, we invite people on the journey we're on in order that they can have their own. And what it doesn't mean, what it doesn't mean here is that you do the journey for them, but you help them. You help them with the journey they're on. And we also have to remember here that they're not following us. They're not following us. They're following Christ through us. And I'll say that again, and some of you might want to write that down. (laughs) It's good. They're not following us. They're following Christ through us. It's what we have to show. And it's so important for two reasons. Two reasons that we journey with other people. You see, it will be helping them. We'll be helping other people on their journey. But also you, we will be helped in the process It's going to add something to your journey. And I want to encourage you here. If this journey is new to you, 
then I want you to find someone who's been on it for a while. Find someone who's been on it for a while and go to them and ask questions. Ask questions on what it is like to be on this journey. Ask them what it looks like to follow Jesus. And then likewise, if you've been on this journey for a while, I want you to find someone new, to find a new Christian and journey with them. Ask them questions about the journey they're on. I was at um, uh, an Elim conference yesterday with uh, Matt Flett and Alex Hills, two of our interns here in the church, and it was, uh, it was amazing. J. John, Mark Greenwood, and then our very own Janet Whitehead were some of the speakers. Give it up for Janet at the back there. It was fantastic. Honestly, it's fantastic, and, and, and Janet was great there. It was an amazing day. Um, and as J. John got up to speak, as J. John got up to share, he said this, I want you to get three things from my talk today, and they are to be reminded of something we've forgotten, to reinforce, reinforce something we know, and then to get something new. There are three huge things there, aren't they? To be reminded of something we've forgotten, to reinforce something we know, and then to get something new. And then as we journey with people, these three things will certainly happen. Those of us that have been on a journey for longer, we really need this, don't we? Let's be honest with ourselves. We can sometimes be a bit weary. We've been on the journey for a while. But then to see new Christians come onto that journey, there's excitement there. There's passion there. Yes, there may be rawness there. But that's precisely why you're needed. We need this. It's going to help you. So for me, we need to journey together constantly. And it's a win-win situation. There's no losers there. See, in the early stages of a Christian's life, it's possibly only through you that someone sees Jesus. And it's someone who is further on the journey. As someone who is further on the journey... You have to do that. You always have to point them to Jesus. I remember when I first came to this church, I was a mess. Um, but it was through a person. It was through a person that I saw Jesus. And this was a bit emotional at the nine because I still remember it as clear as it, as, as it happened then. And, and that's eight years ago. That was the start of my journey. But I was a mess. I was broken. But it was through a person that I saw Jesus. And that person was Kevin Sadler. And many of you know him. He was on staff here for, for a while. And now today he's still, uh, he's still an amazing trusted friend and, and he speaks into my life. And I've mentioned I was broken. I was distraught. I was a complete mess. But Kevin, Kevin helped me put my life back together. And he did this by showing me Jesus. You see, there was no way that he could possibly do it. He couldn't. It wasn't down to him. But by praying, by praying, by helping me read scripture, by leading me to Jesus, my life was being turned around. 
And I used to meet him. I used to meet him every day for a six-month period. I'd come to the coffee shop here. I'd stay morning. I'd have breakfast. I'd stay till dinner time. I'd have lunch, and then I'd go when it closed. And and I just sat here and I read sometimes two books a day in that time, sometimes just one. But I was here. I was in this space, and Kevin would come and and see me every day. And during that time, he'd show me how to read the Bible. He'd show me how to pray. He'd show me how to live this life out being a Christian. And then I was, I was getting it. I was seeing Jesus through him. But then, but then I started to see Jesus for myself. My prayer life started to be amazing. Didn't need to be taught anywhere, anymore. As I read the Bible, scripture was jumping out at me. Kevin didn't have to show me anymore. And my life was being transformed. I didn't need Kevin any longer. And I remember, I remember the day I told him. (laughs) And I didn't know how he was going to take it, if I'm honest. I thought he may be offended or upset. Um, The journey's good. It's good journeying with other people. But I felt like that he was a little obliged too. That every time he was in the coffee shop, he'd have to come and see me. And it wasn't the case anymore. I was, I was fine. Jesus was there. And I remember the day that happened. Kevin walked into the coffee shop and uh, he was in a rush. Um, but he saw me there and he did come over. Just an amazing guy. He had a heart like that. He came over and he said, Simon, I'm really sorry. I haven't got that much time today. I've got meetings. Um, so I haven't got any time to, to, to spend with you. And that was my moment, I believe. I said to Kevin, Kevin, it's okay, you, you, you don't have to. I'm really all right now. I found Jesus for myself. And his reaction just amazed me. His face beamed up, huge smile came across it. And then a tear, <laughs> a tear down his eye. And he said, Simon, I've been waiting for you to say that for the last six months because it's all about Jesus. And that's amazing, isn't it? And I was getting it. And what Kevin showed me, what Kevin showed me at the start of my journey, it's transformed my life. And it's transformed my ministry. You see, because what he showed me, I simply do. That's discipleship. I've copied it. It worked for me. And I've seen it work for many of us. I've had the privilege of seeing that. And I will see it work for many others too, because it's not about me. It's all about Jesus, and that's who we need to show people too. We're called to do this journey together, aren't we? And we're called to journey with others as we journey ourselves. And that's the Great Commission. It's Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. We're called to make disciples, to make true followers of Christ. And we do that by teaching them all that he did. All that he did and how he commanded us to do it. We show people what Jesus taught us to do. (laughs) So, I hope you've got where I'm going with this this morning. The destination. Yeah. We're going to be there one day. But this journey, the journey we're on is so important. God has got loads of stuff for you to experience before you reach home. (laughs) So let's enjoy it. Let's embrace it. Let's 
focus on the journey, not the destination. You see, joy, joy is found in not finishing an activity, but in doing it. And you're on a journey. You're on a journey with God, not for God. That's important. You're not on a journey to God. You're on a journey with God. And as the bands come back here and, and Luke starts to play, this is a, a God moment, I believe. I believe God's been speaking to certain individuals as I've been sharing. And there's three responses here that I want you to go with. So if we could all just focus, just be still, close our eyes. And in this moment, it's your opportunity to listen to what God is saying directly to you. The first point being, have you lost sight of Jesus? Have you lost sight of Jesus? You may have started this journey with him, but have you continued it without him? Do you need to stop and check? Do you need to focus your attention again on Jesus? You see, it's only when we look to him that our journey makes any sense. And this may be a moment, this may be a response for some of you. You may be coming back on this journey. You may have lost sight of Jesus. You may have rediscovered who he is again. And this, this is important. It's because we lose sight that our journey gets hard. So in this moment, just take time. Have you lost sight of Jesus? If so, refocus. <laughs> That's a choice. You can do that. You can look back to God. God's not turned away from you. He's not lost sight of you. You've lost sight from him. So look again. And then another response is following him. Are you following Jesus on this journey? Have you laid down your agenda? Have you invited Jesus to come and do your journey? Or have you, have you decided to give your journey to Jesus? This is a choice that we do constantly. It's a daily choice we have to make to follow Jesus. And then the third and final one. Are you journeying with others? Is there people on this journey with you? And right now, it's my prayer as you just wait on God, that God will put names into your head, will put names on your heart. You see, discipleship starts not when you're a Christian. It starts before that. Jesus called Simon and Andrew before, before that. So who are you journeying with? Who are you having conversations with? Intentional conversations with. As we journey, we need to journey with others. So I want you to think, if there's a names coming to your head, wait on that. Wait on God and discern that. 
And then we have a responsibility to do something, don't we? God says, go and make disciples of all nations. Everyone is included in that statement. So there's three things there. And as Luke just plays for a minute or so, I want you to reflect on them. Have you lost sight? Are you following Jesus with everything? It's an opportunity to recommit to that, to lay some stuff down that you've may have picked up. And then who are you journeying with? Have you got someone doing this journey with you? Could you find a new Christian that you could speak into their life? Three things there that I want you to go with. Let's spend a minute and wait on God. Listen to what he's saying to you. Father God, I want to thank you that we're all on a journey. (laughs) And it's not the destination that really is important to you. It's the journey we're on. And Father God, I pray right now that as you've spoken, you'd continue to speak. Lord, you'd speak to everyone here. Lord, that we'd focus our eyes back on you. Lord, that we'd look to you every step that we're on in this journey. Lord, that we'd follow you, that we would lay our agenda down and take up your invitation, the invitation to do this journey with you. That's what you offer us. And then, Father God, the third third one there, as we're on this journey, let's journey with others. Lord, if you've put names in our head Father let them go into our heart and I pray that you would help us to connect with those people so Lord Jesus continue to be with us on this journey help us to continue to be with you on this journey because that's what really is important Continue to speak throughout this day, throughout this week. And Lord, may it even be today that we could act on some of this stuff. Pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.